in your New Testaments this morning to the book of Titus. Titus chapter 2. In Titus chapter 2, the Apostle Paul is speaking to a um, young preacher. And he's giving him instructions about uh, how to instruct other people that have responsibilities in the church. And we'll begin in Titus chapter 2 and read verses 1 down through verse 5. Let's all stand together, if you would, in honor of the Word of God. If your neighbor does not have a Bible, please allow them to look on with you this morning. In verse 1 it says, But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, in patience. The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, it's good to be here on this Mother's Day, and I thank you for each one of the moms that are here. I thank you for each person that's here this morning. And Father, I, I just pray that you would speak not just to our mothers, but to all of our hearts about uh, the, the uh, important responsibilities that we all have, but moms in particular. Uh, Father, as we, we take a look at this, this passage and uh, the, the uh, things that are at the top of the list that, that moms are to do, may each mom this morning determine that uh, that will be a priority for them. God, we just pray that you would have your will and your way in this service. Father, please take the word of God by the spirit of God and work in hearts. Do what only you can do on the inside. And we'll give you the praise and the glory and the honor for it. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. And all God's people said, amen. amen. You may be seated. The name of this message this morning is just simply, what is a mother to do? What is a mother to do? Well, Apostle Paul was telling Titus how to instruct, first of all, the older women, and then that, that once, once he got done with that instruction, then to pass on, for the older women to pass on to the younger women what their responsibilities were in life. And really, you find those responsibilities in verses 4 and 5. It says that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Uh, the duties of a wife and the duties of a mother are, are centered around at the top of the list in her, her love for her husband and her love for her children. And it's, he starts out by saying, teach them to be sober. Why is that? Because that's serious business. That is, a, that is not only a serious job, but it's an extremely important job for a wife and a mother. Uh, notice the order that God gives. He starts out and says that, first of all, the wives need to love their husbands and then their children. One of the things I think that, that uh, I have noticed in our society today 
is that in many, many homes and many families, they're putting the kids first rather than one another. Husbands ought to put the wife first, and the wife ought to put the husband first. And uh, that's, that's putting the children first. I, I have watched it. I've, I've seen it in homes. And it's, it's not a good thing. It's a destructive thing. And, and when the husband puts the wife first and when the wife puts the husband first, there is a security that is passed on down to, to the kids that, that, that they realize that their home is secure because mom and dad love each other more than they love them. Now, I'm not saying that you don't love your kids. Obviously, you do. But understand that you started out with each other and you will more than likely end with each other. And so, therefore, uh, you need to put that, that relationship as, as a priority. Um, I know in our home, our kids always hated it when uh, my wife and I said words to one another that weren't uh, necessarily, uh, you know, in agreement. And uh, even when I would tease my wife, uh, there were times when, when I go and I, I start tickling her. She has certain ticklish spots, and I know where they all are. And, uh, and uh, she would start screaming. And my boys would come up. Two things they do. Number one, they start crying when they were young. When they got older, they come over and beat on me. And uh, they didn't like to see mom and dad in discord. And that's the, that, 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 is, that is really foundational in a home. Uh, love is foundational in a home. And that's why God is instructing the, the moms to first love their husbands and then love, love the Lord. The, the, the foundation of love ought to go in this way, however. First of all, it starts with God. It starts with the Lord. Um, the Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It says that we love him because he first loved us. And when a person trusts Jesus Christ as Savior, uh, we fall in love with the Savior. And that's a love that we need to nourish and cherish and nurture more than, more than any other love. That's the foundational love, our relationship with God. But love is foundational in our relationship with our spouses. A love is, is foundational in our relationship with our children and with others. Uh, it's the opposite of selfishness. And you, you can't love properly until you first experience God's love. Yeah, I heard that as a young Christian. And, and believed it because it was coming from a reputable source, but wasn't exactly sure what was meant by that. I understand it a whole lot better now. Um, your uh, your uh, ability to love others is proportionate on the amount that you first love God. Uh, that's why the Bible says the 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 uh, uh, the most important commandment, the great commandment is love the Lord thy God with all the heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and all thy strength. And then the second is like unto it, love thy neighbor as thyself. You can't do the second properly until you first do the first one. And you're not going to do the first one properly until you trust Jesus Christ as Savior, until you come to him and realize that you're a sinner and on your way to hell and the only way you can go to heaven and the only way you can get your sins forgiven and the only way you can be right before God is, is to trust him and him alone as your Savior. And the moment a person does that 
and believes on Christ, Christ, Christ saves them. But uh, uh, that love is, is absolutely necessary in order to have that love for God is necessary in order to have the proper love for others. And love is not, you know, in, in our society today, we got this idea, I think, and a lot of it came from Hollywood, that love is an ushy-gushy, squishy type of emotion. Uh, it's not just an emotion, it's an active emotion. In other words, it's an action. It's, it's something we do, not just something we feel. Uh, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave. The reason why he gave is because he loved, and that love caused him to give us the, the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, when Christ was talking to Peter at the fire in his resurrection body, uh, he asked him three times, because Peter had three times at a fire with God's enemies, uh, had, had uh, denied Christ. He asked him three times, do you love me, do you love me, do you love me? Each time he said yes, he said, feed my sheep, feed my lambs, feed my sheep. In other words, if you really love me, you'll do something about it, because love is an action. And uh, uh, it's important to, to know that love does something. And, and uh, what mothers are to do is to first love their husbands and secondly, love their children. Well, when a, when a person loves and they love properly, what are the results? What are the qualities of, of a biblical kind of love? Take your Bibles now, if you would, and turn backwards Go to the book of 1 Corinthians. Go toward the, the four, toward the four Gospels. Don't go that far. You've gone too far. But go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And 1 Corinthians 13 oftentimes is called the love chapter. Yet in your King James Bible, the word love is not used. The word charity is used. Now there's a reason for that. Because charity is a specific kind of love. It's the highest form of love that we can show to other people. You never find anything in the scripture that says we should show charity toward God. We should love God with all our heart. We should love God with all our soul and all our mind and all our strength. But when it comes to charity, that is... That is this kind of love toward others. And when we love others the way that we should, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, there's certain qualities that will show up. And we find those qualities in verses 1 through 8. If you look with me in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, look in verse 1. It says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I, I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor. And we often call that charity. It says you can do that and not have charity. 
Because charity is a particular kind of love. It says, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. And then beginning in verse 4, down through verse, the first part of verse 8, he gives all of the qualities that will show up in our lives when we have the proper kind of love toward one another. Verse 4, it says, charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not, charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth. Let's take a look at the qualities that uh, are, will accompany the proper kind of love that we have toward each other. And these are, these are qualities that mothers need to have, particularly toward their children. Number one, it says, suffereth long. And if you have been a mother for very long, you understand what that means, okay? There, is, there, is, there are some trying times in being a mom. But suffereth long just simply means to, to endure trouble and offenses and difficulties and even personal injury. Uh, if you suffer long, there's a, there's a confidence that goes with that. And that's the confidence that God will take care of you, and he'll be strong, and he'll be faithful on your behalf. Bitterness and love can never walk together. They can't. Uh, unforgiveness and love uh, can't walk together. Uh, love, this kind of love, this charity, that we're to show toward one another uh, doesn't, doesn't quit when, when hardness comes or when difficulty comes. It continues on. The second, the second quality is not only suffers long, but is kind. Uh, it, there is nothing. I mean, there is absolutely nothing like the kindness of a mother. Um, my mom died, my first mom died when I was eight years old. And I don't remember very much about my mom. But I do remember there were times when I just sat in her lap and she just was there for me. I, that I remember. And all, the, all the details and so forth, I don't. But I remember that. And, and that was just a kindness that really uh, is unique for a mom. Uh, kindness looks for ways to benefit others. Uh, this, this kind of love, this charity, is eager to meet the needs and desires of others rather than just look at faults all the time. Uh, it's a kindness that manifests itself in forgiveness and is quick to forgive. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 32, it says, Be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Uh, if you have this kind of love toward your children, toward your husband, toward others, uh, you, you, are, you, you are kind and you're quick to forgive. Another quality of, of this charity is that it envieth not. It doesn't long to have what others have. The uh, Bible says comparing themselves among themselves, they were not wise. Uh, it doesn't begrudge the success of others. Uh, it doesn't uh, uh, envy 
what others may do or what others may have or the prosperity that others might be given. Uh, it, isn't, it isn't possessive uh, even of what God has given to us. Uh, if we have charity, we're quick to give. And, and uh, uh, that envieth not really causes you to have a, a giving spirit and a giving attitude. Um, especially, I think this is necessary when it comes to children. Uh, it, it's easy to become, as parents, and particularly a mom, very, very possessive of our children. Um, one of the things that, that we have struggled with, quite frankly, is having our kids, three of our kids, just scattered all over. We've got, we've got one in Massachusetts. We've got one all the way down in Texas. And uh, then we've got one in Brazil. And, uh, you know, when I remember the day back, I think it was a little over six years ago, when we were in Green Bay, we went to the airport and uh, watched Joel and Tina and, and the boys get on a plane and head for Brazil. That was hard. That was, that was tough. But my wife and I had talked about it previously, and that's what we trained them for. Uh, that's what we raised them for, is to be able to go out and serve God. And, and they're, they're doing it. Praise the Lord for that. But uh, uh, if, if you've got the right kind of love, it, that love envies not. And it is content with fellowship with God and basic necessities. Um, you know, one of, one of the ways that, that a wife can show her love for her husband is by just expressing thanks daily on what she has and how he provides and tell God how much you appreciate what he's given to you. Another, another uh, quality of this charity is that it vaunteth not itself. Uh, in other words, it doesn't speak of its, of its own accomplishments or its own qualities. It, it deflects praise. Uh, a, a good, just a, a good habit to get into is when someone gives you a compliment, look for a way to deflect that praise to God directly or to someone else. You know, uh, someone uh, compliments you on something you do. Or some, or some, some habit that you have, say, well, my, my mom taught me that. Praise the Lord for her. Or, uh, you know, we taught our kids to say, when uh, you get complimented on, on uh, the way you look or something that you've done, just say, well, God has just been good to me. Uh, God is good. Uh, take, that, take that compliment and deflect it. Deflect it off to God. Um, if, if, you, if, if you vaunt not yourself, then you show genuine interest in others. A person who does vaunt themselves thinks that they're the most important. A person who does not vaunt themselves or lift themselves up is one that thinks that others are important, first and foremost. Another quality is that is given of charity is it's not puffed up. That is a little different even than vaunteth not itself. It means you don't look down on others. You don't disdain others. Uh, in fact, the Bible says that each should esteem others better than themselves. And by the way, you can't do this on your own. That's right. This charity, you can't, you can't do any of this stuff in your own strength and in your own power. It's not possible. You can only do it 
as you live for God and as God gives you the strength and God gives you the ability to, to love other folks. It's not puffed up. You esteem others better. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's good to deny yourself something for somebody else. And as a mother, you're asked to do that all the time. Uh, mothers are, are often finding themselves, they want to do one thing, but their children need something else, and so they do that. And that's a good quality. That's a good quality to have. Another quality of, of this charity is, is doth not behave itself unseemly. Uh, that means that you're modest. That means that you're decent. Uh, when, when my dad remarried and I got a second mom, I got a mom who was a bug on manners. And at the time, I absolutely hated it. I was nine years old. Uh, what nine-year-old wants to be taught manners? And most don't. And I certainly was not the exception. And I remember the, the uh, first time, I, I think it was the first time anyway, uh, I was at the dinner table and we were all there together. It's after they come back on, from their honeymoon and and uh, my sister was there, and I was there, and my, uh, my stepsister, and then my mom and my dad. And uh, I proceeded to eat like I normally eat. And uh, the way I normally ate back then was, you know, why in the world would you want to go to all the effort of taking the fork, putting it in the food, and lifting it all the way up to your mouth? You just get down as close to the plate as you can and just kind of shovel it in. That, that just makes sense, you know. As shortest distance between two points type of thing, you know. And uh, so I started doing that. Well, I found out that that was unacceptable in the new Dunbar household. And uh, I was taught to, to sit up. And I was taught to uh, uh, hold my fork in a particular way. I was taught that when you eat soup, there's actually a way you don't, Wrap your lip around the bowl and just tip it upwards. You don't do that. You, you know, you hold the, the spoon in a particular way. You, you push it away from you. I thought, that's stupid. You don't want it to go away from you. You want it to go toward you. And, uh, but, but nonetheless, this was my mom. She had a, she had a book. Um, and I don't even know. I didn't even know as a kid who this woman was. But it, it was uh, Emily Post's book of manners. I hated Emily Post. I hated her. But you know what? I'm thankful I had a mother that cared enough for me to do that because now I'm a preacher. And I've had to know how to have good manners. Now, I'm not saying I always do, but uh, when I have to, I know what to do, okay? And, uh, and I know what to do because my mom taught me. And, and, and that's part of uh, not behaving itself unseemly, having good manners, uh, being proper, responding and reacting appropriately. And trust me, ladies, uh, your kids are watching you like a hawk. And uh, it's, it's amazing when kids get older and, uh, you know, uh, we start doing things ourselves with our kids. I can't knock it over how many times I am now acting like my father. I am acting like my mother. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm, kind of the, uh, I'm kind of the manners Gestapo now in our house. And you say, uh, 
why are you doing that? To get back at somebody, that's why, because I had to put up with that stuff when I was a kid, so I figured my kids have to suffer. Uh, but uh, no, it's, it's, it's just, it, it's, it, it really is doing things decently in an order, not behaving itself unseemly. Another characteristic of this charity is seeketh not her own. Doesn't demand their own way. Uh, surrenders personal rights. And, you know, how many times does a mom have to surrender, again, her rights and what she wants to do for the good of the children and the good of the family? Uh, when you first see someone, uh, do you want to talk about them or do you want to talk about you? Seeketh not her own. If you seek not your own, then you're curious about other people. You, uh, you ask questions about other people. Uh, you meet somebody for the first time, and you want to know about them, uh, and and uh, uh, you want to you want to know what their their needs are and what their desires are, and and that that all flows into hospitality. Hospitality is becoming a lost art in America today, and in Christian homes, we ought to be known as the most hospitable people that there are on the earth. And I'm, I'm thankful even though I, didn't, I was not raised in a Christian home. Uh, I, I was raised in a home that was extremely hospitable. You couldn't walk into our door and, and be there for more than three minutes without my dad offering you something to drink, going and getting some chips and some dip or a bowl of candy or something and putting it down. So th that's all part of seeking out our own and just wanting to be a blessing and be a help. Another quality is not easily provoked not quickly irritated, not, not quickly angry or exasperated. Um, Bible talks about being slow to speak and slow to wrath. Um, all of that has to do with charity and just loving folks. Uh, another quality of charity is thinketh no evil. You know what you got to do in order to think no evil? Ladies, you gotta guide, you got to guard your heart. You got to guard your. You got to be careful about what you listen to. You got to be careful about coming uh, to evil surmisings about things. Uh, it's easy to do, and not just the ladies. We all have that problem. Uh, but what that involves is guarding your heart, just watching the thoughts that go through it. Uh, a person that thinketh no evil uh, discerns good and evil and rejects the evil. Uh, doesn't retain wrong desires and thoughts and plans, dismisses those things, and, and does not keep hurtful feelings toward others. Uh, if you think no evil, then the bitterness can't be there. If you think no evil, then the wrath can't be there. If you think no evil, then the, then the, uh, uh, the uh, irritable attitude has to go. Another, another quality of this charity, of this love, is it rejoices not in iniquity. Doesn't, doesn't rejoice in, in, uh, in, in sin or when evil triumphs. You see someone who has fallen, has, has, has received the consequences of their actions, and you knew they were wrong to begin with, you should never, never rejoice in their defeat. Um, and, and, and that all kind of wraps into the, the hatred of sin that we ought to have so that we don't rejoice in iniquity. And then, then 
the next quality is rejoices in truth. Re rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. In other words, you love God, you love his word. Um, my kids have often made comment about the fact that they're just so thankful that so many times when they, when they have gotten up in the morning, they have, they have seen my wife down by the sofa praying. Uh, they know, the kids know, and I know too. Uh, she's not just praying for everybody else, she's praying for us. And that's a, that's a good thing. It's a good thing to be known by. Uh, rejoicing in truth, uh, dwelling on true thoughts, and dwelling on good reports. As a mom, you want to be known for that. Uh, eager to witness, eager to teach your children uh, proper, proper things. Deuteronomy 6 and verse 7 talks about we ought to uh, teach them while, we're, while they're sitting, while they're walking, while they're lying down, while they're rising up. In other words, all of life is an opportunity to pass on truths. And then the last thing is endureth all things. In other words, just sticking with the stuff. Just sticking with the stuff. What is a mother to do? Well, the Bible says a mother is to love her husband and to love her children. Okay, how do you, how do you develop that kind of love? Well, first of all, you've got to be saved. You've got to know for sure that your sins are forgiven and that you're on your way to heaven. Uh, I trust whether you're a, a mom, a dad, or anybody, anybody else that's here this morning, uh, I, I, my, my desire and God's desire is that, that you know for sure that your sins are forgiven. You know for sure that when you die, you're going to go to heaven. And, you know, there's, there's people that say, well, nobody can know that for sure. Oh, yes, you can. The whole reason why Jesus Christ came to this earth was so that that truth could be secured in your life. I got that thing taken care of when I was 17 years old, and I believed on Christ. I realized I was a sinner. I realized I was heading straight for hell. And I cried out to God and asked him to save me. I believed that it had nothing to do with what I did, with what I did but everything to do with what he did when he died on the cross, was buried, and rose again the third day. And because of that... Uh, I, I believed on Christ and him alone and asked him to save my soul. He forgave me of all my sins, past sins, present sins, future sins, and, and uh, gave me eternal life. That eternal life doesn't start the day I die. That eternal life started the day that I trusted Jesus Christ as Savior. And you can get that, that eternal life as well. If you're going to love the way that God wants you to love others, you have to first be saved. But then secondly, you've got to allow the, the Spirit of God to fill you. And that just simply means God controls you, you don't. Uh, you need this in order to be a good wife. You need this in order to be a good mom. It's interesting. Take your Bibles. You're in, you're in 1 Corinthians. Then go 2 Corinthians and Galatians and then Ephesians. Go to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 17 says, Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. How do you do that? Well, verse 18, And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. All that simply means is let God control you. 
And, and then it says, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Right after he talks about the importance of being controlled by the Spirit of God, he immediately then in verse 22 goes into family relationships. And he talks about wives to husbands and then husbands to wives. And then in chapter 6, children toward parents and then parents toward children. Why is that? Because that's absolutely essential in order to love your family the way that they ought to be loved. You, you can't do it on your own. You need the Spirit of God and his control in order to get that accomplished. And then secondly... Uh, it, you, uh, res the way that you respond to trouble and the way you respond to difficulty will show how your love will be developed. Take your Bibles and turn to 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians, chapter 1. Put one finger in 2 Thessalonians 1, then put another finger in Romans chapter 5. We'll wrap this up. Romans chapter 5. Second Thessalonians 1 and Romans 5. 2 Thessalonians 1 verses 3 and 4 says, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet because that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth. Well, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about that love toward one another abounding. How do you get that? So that we ourselves glory in you and the churches for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that ye endure. They were persecuted. They had difficult situations. They had trouble, and they responded to that trouble properly. When you respond properly to trouble, you give, you give love a ground to grow and to increase in your life. Go with me over to Romans chapter 5, and we'll close with this. Romans chapter 5 verse 3, and well, actually, let's go up to verse 1, because it talks about salvation, therefore being justified by faith. That's salvation. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. And patience, experience. Experience, hope. And hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. How does that, that whole process start? Back up to verse 3. And not only so, we glory in tribulations. Having the right attitude and properly responding to difficulty Allows, allows our love to grow. What is a mother to do? Really, what is a father to do? What is, a, what is anyone to do? 
We ought to love others. We ought to love others. Mothers ought to love their husbands first and then their families. And when they do that, not only do the, do the needs of the family get met, but God gets glorified. Amen. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Before we pray, I just want to simply ask you a question. It's an important question. It's the most important question you've ever been asked. It was the most important question I was ever asked. And I was asked it for the very first time in my life when I was 17 years old. And that's just simply this. If you were to die today, are you absolutely positive that you'd go to heaven to be with the Lord Jesus Christ? In other words, do you know for sure right where you sit that your sins are all forgiven? Do you know for sure that uh, Christ is your Savior and your God? And you have that confidence of heaven, not because of you, but because you can look back to a time in your life when you realize you're a sinner on your way to hell. And the only way you could go to heaven was by trusting completely and fully in the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross in his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And you trusted him as Savior. You know for sure that if you died today that you go to heaven because you've, you're, you are saved in his eyes. I wonder if that's the case, if you just raise your hand with heads bowed and eyes closed, just raise your hand as a testimony of that fact. Say, Pastor, here's my hand. I know for sure if I died today, I'd go to heaven because I've trusted him as Savior. All right, thank you. You can put your hands down. How many would be just as honest and with a, with a group this big, there's always folks that don't have that thing totally settled yet? Well, there was a time when none of us had it settled yet. But it's the most important thing to get settled. And just by an uplifted hand, you'd say, Pastor, here's my hand. Pray for me. I don't know that for sure. And I am a little concerned about it. And uh, I, I need to know that my sins are forgiven so that I can someday stand before God. Is there anyone like that here this morning? Just lift your hand up. I won't, I won't name you or point you out in any way. I'll just acknowledge the fact you've raised your hand and pray for you. Anyone like that? Say, Pastor, here's my hand. All right? Then the last question is, how's your love? As I read down through those qualities and those characteristics, does that describe you? Is charity obvious and evident in your life toward your family, toward others? Father, we pray that you might have your will and your way in this portion of the service this morning. We pray for those that might be here this morning without Jesus Christ as their Savior. Lord, the very most important decision that they could ever make is to trust you and you alone. God, I pray that if there is anyone like that here this morning, that when the invitation is given, they might come forward and just take my hand and say, Pastor, I, I, I do need to be saved. And we'll have someone take the word of God and just show them in another room how they can get that thing settled. Father, I pray for, for those that are saved. Lord, all of us need to show charity. First in our homes. First and foremost. If we can't do it there, we're certainly not going to do it anywhere else. So, God, I pray that you'd work on our hearts and help us to take a look at that list and see if that list of 
characteristics of one who has that kind of love, has that charity toward others, if that's us. And if it isn't, help us, God, to decide to make a decision even today to allow the Spirit of God to control us and to respond properly to negative things that come into our lives so that you can grow that love in us. God, please have your will and have your way in this invitation. And as you speak to hearts, may we respond to you. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.